Hello and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Pokemon Podcast. Uh, we're about to go into Pokemon X and Y, which uh, I'm really excited about. We're, we're trying to make this more organized, but less organized at the same time. It's all about playing with a little bit of the structure, so um, it's it should be familiar, but I'm making I'm making names. That's really all I did. I just added some names to the segments. It's actually pretty much the same thing. Um, but before we get into things, the one thing that I will say, um, we don't usually do a lot of announcements on this show, but... I was recently on a podcast called the Cooperative Podcast. I think that's the name. Whatever. Also, I'll have the link in the episode, though, for anyone who does want to listen. Um, and at 18 minutes and 30 seconds, I even put a timestamp. Um, I give some of my thoughts on uh, Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu. So uh, if you want to hear some of that or just that whole podcast, which is just a chaos and a mess, feel free. Um, only only caveat, only thing is is it has them swears, has them curses. So uh, if if I mean, I guess for I think in my imagination, it's more for the parent with the kid, you know, because I've actually had a couple of people talk to me about what they like about our shows is that they can listen while their like four year old is in the car. Right. Uh, so it's for that parent, I guess, <laughs> who's listening, uh, so that they can, uh, you know, uh, maybe, maybe that episode, the, the, the link, you know, that's something you can listen to on your own time. But yeah, I, I thought, I thought I'd, uh, kind of throw it in, in the Pokemon episode. We're doing a little bit cross promotion. And so I was on that episode with them and I hope you enjoy that. Exciting stuff. Okay. It, it is, it is, uh, yeah, it's, it's chaos, but I, I, I love it. Uh, okay. So we're actually going to get into our first segment the segment that you're all very familiar with it's the story segment of uh every single game that we've gone through um we're going to try to keep it a little shorter but you know as all these you know do when we try to go through the plot lines uh there seems to be a lot of things to take out of them um matt would you like to take this away or would you like me to sure write uh so pokemon x and y uh take place in the uh, it's the Kalos region. Kalos, yes. Uh, which is essentially Pokemon France. Uh, Pokemon, so yes. F- you know, for the second game in a row now, we've had a game taking place in not Pokemon Japan, um, which I think is interesting. And I think this, I think this game does a better job of Pokemon France than uh, uh, Black and White did Pokemon America. I agree. Everyone is rude for no, I'm, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, uh, that's not the only thing that's interesting about this game because we also have, uh, it's not just you and your rival anymore. Uh, so the Pokemon professor this time is Professor Sycamore and, uh, he's, uh, he's very French and, <laughs> uh, like his whole design re- just really is. And, uh, he has an entire like group of children there's five in total uh there's you and the opposite gender who is your rival sorry can i just say you saying he has a group of children does not rub me in the right way you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> he, he has a horde of children <laughs> yeah but it's it, you know it's to differentiate from other uh uh, Pokemon professors who are just like, hey, you, uh, the only other child in town, you and my grandson will go and travel the world. Go, get out. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's the guy that's Van Belsar approach to child. No, that's a joke for Matt and anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I will say though, for because I do, I did want to kind of say something about this point. I did like it in general, um, because it kind of seemed like everybody had their own little thing they were trying to go towards. So you kind of travel through them. Uh, they're a little annoying sometimes though, because you keep having <laughs> to fight them all. <laughs> You're like, oh, so, so that's, I just, that's, I just want. That's my thing. I like that all of them have their thing. My problem is for some of them, the thing is just being annoying, and I'm like, damn. <laughs> well, why, why, why can't they? Why can't they literally just be like, yeah, I'm researching this thing. Okay, go research it. Why are you battling Pokemon with me? That's not yeah. your thing. Anyway, yeah, um, <laughs> it is. It is interesting because they, you brought up how they all have their own thing, and they're. I think that they're emblematic of like they're representations of different types of Pokemon trainers. Mm-hmm. They're like being like players. I mean, sorry, a hundred percent. And like, uh, it's almost like in the Magic, the Gathering community, there's like the three different personalities of Magic players. Um, these are like the five different uh, types of uh, Pokemon players. And like, you have uh, Tierno who wants to create a dance team with his Pokemon and makes all of his Pokemon learn like dance moves. Um, like he's it. not, anyway. <laughs> he's not really even going for like a super competitive team. Uh, he's mostly just going for uh, a certain aesthetic, but like, I, I'll be honest. He's the most valid of all of them. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, he uses Talon flame. So like that gets yeah. points. In my I book. like Tom. I don't know how he expects a bird to. I, okay, no, birds can dance. No, that's fair. I, I've seen. It, it, it has yeah. swords dance. I hate you. <laughs> it probably has feather dance too. Thinking about it. No, I'm looking at it right now. It okay, only has. Sword. Uh, he has feather dance on his uh, Haluka in the battle maison. Hey, you're not on the right level here. I feel like with Talonflame, you just have Talonflame because you know Talonflame knows that fire. You know, knows them fire moves. Okay fire circle around your dance team the whole time just flying in above <laughs> him you know he's the he's the production staff <laughs> um you have uh trevor who's uh you know trying to just explore because his parents abandoned him as a kid god <laughs> wait is that actually is that is that no. that is his like, story is ever it? since his parents left him behind i'm gonna be honest to travel around the world and train their pokemon it's been trevor's I'm gonna be honest, travel completely over, went over my head callus with a pokedex <laughs> i honest to god thought you were just being facetious i was not I being facetious forgot that because because for me no, Wait, I mean, you, you thought Matt was being. I, no, I thought Matt was being facetious. I completely <laughs> forgot that. That's hilarious. Yeah, there, there's some deep lore to Pokemon X and Y. <laughs> uh, they, they don't. They don't spell it out for you. They nah. they like to hint at it. <laughs> no, I mean I think that's the best way to do it because these games are for kids and you don't want to really like deal with a heavy subject like child abandonment. Oh please, if Digimon can do it, Pokemon can too. <laughs> valid that's um, our next podcast by the way and which which, which podcast oh yeah which 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 of these franchises is still really around oh. um i mean like there's a poker there's a digimon okay don't, game don't get me to the new digimon eventually. i'm, I'm gonna anyway. shout out diamond day solidarity it's already there in japan right now it's uh, i'm sure digimon survive will come out by 2028 don't say that to me <laughs> but but keep going uh we've got shauna who uh is She's just kind of happy to be there. Wait, yeah, which one is she? Yeah, Honestly, is she the shorter one? The one who's not the main rival, but also a girl. Okay, yeah. 
like there was definitely there's definitely some romantic instances with like the lighting up of the the uh what's it called eiffel tower essentially i felt like there was there was some subtle <laughs> I, I hints think, i'm I just think saying they try to imply it between the main character and the rival oh. Oh, 100% between them, but I feel like they also implied that this girl liked him, like likes the main character. By icon Shauna from Pokemon X and Y. Um, Shauna's kind of weird because you, she's the one who takes the starter who's weak uh, to your starter, mm-hmm. and you fight her exactly twice in the entire game. I, I, always, I always liken her to Mei. May or Brendan, depending on who your actual rival is in Ruby Sapphire. I was going to say, oh, yeah, there's another yeah. thing we have to also or, do. It, like both both games have this almost like like false start rival, but like <laughs> in her case, it's even more brutal because like Serena and Caleb are right there. Like you, you there's no like confusion about who the actual rival is going to be this time. You know, Brendan and May are set up as your rival, and then Wally's like, actually. Allow me to introduce myself. Introduce myself. <laughs> <laughs> but, but with Shauna, she's just kind of there. And then it's like, well, I see why you're here, but I don't understand it. So, like, no, she's a romantic fun, rival. I'm telling you, dude. <laughs> I'm telling you. Serena. She, she is the. She is. Okay. Listen, it's all anime tropes. Okay. I'm just telling you. And this is the. The the friend that likes the main character, See, was, but he doesn't like her back. My okay? problem. I was gonna say she's just the childhood best friend, but you moved there, so she's not. <laughs> no, she's not. But, but that is the trope that she occupies. <laughs> uh, Serena and Caleb are uh, good rivals, in my opinion. I am going to disagree because I feel as though okay. So I'm gonna sound like I'm absolutely dragging a twelve year old here. <laughs> um, Serena and or Calum, depending on who you're playing, kind of feels like they're like don't actually want to put in the work. Like, I think part of it is because X and Y is accidentally scaled really badly because of how the EXP system works. Um, right, but we with, can get how that the, way later. with how the leveling curve works in the game, you always just kind of absolutely stomp your rival. Other fights, too, but it's especially noticeable with your rival. Because they'll have this, like, I've been working really hard. And I'm like, have you? (laughs) (laughs) And then you stomp them with, like, one Pokemon that didn't even necessarily have type advantages, but still had, like, 17 levels on it. And they just kind of walk off like a kicked puppy. And I feel really, really guilty because that was, like, their whole thing. And, like low-key in the friend dynamic it feels like you've now replaced them as leader so it's i don't know i don't like it i feel really bad i like them as characters but i hate having them as a rival because i feel like an awful human being that's fair the, the, um there is something you could probably argue about the rival trope like they might as well just not have it been the rival trope you know what i mean with the amount of times they're facing everybody anyway anyway. yeah it's it's weird that they like I, I, I like that they were trying new things. It, it was clear that they were trying to shake it up a little more. Because yeah, black, I mean, and, that's, white, that's black this and white game had that general. going on with Bianca and Sharon as well, where Sharon was like the actual try-hard rival. And then Bianca was just like along for the ride and became a Pokemon professor. So they were like, well, people like that, so let's do more of it. And I was like, yeah, okay. That's I don't think they quite hit the mark is all. Yeah, no, okay, I was just looking on. at the uh, uh, Serena's team. Um, and I guess it also carries over for Callum. 
Um, I think they do have a Mega Absol though, and that's they get points for that. They do have Mega Absol, cool. yeah. Um, but they also have like, uh, they also have an Evolution, which like you know I like Eevee as much as the next guy. They're not hard to fight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eevees don't have the greatest stat distribution. They just kind of they just kind of die quickly. Let's that's yeah, what it is. which is just kind of like a, a, a an unfortunate filler spot on the team. Um, yeah. Okay. So so I, I feel like we can probably continue on with the yeah, story. Yeah, we can continue on with the story. So anyway, you and your four friends go off on this uh, great uh, Pokemon journey across uh, Pokemon France. And you kind of bump into this guy named Lysander who uh, just kind of like gives a villain speech uh, immediately on meeting him about how he wants to have a more beautiful world. Yeah, Listen, it's, it's there... true. Okay. Okay. So here's the thing. All right. When, and I think we'll get this later in the story. When Lysander is like revealed to be kind of the bad guy right i, I think the revealed story. is doing a lot of work in that sentence <laughs> no, no no no. I'm, I'm gonna explain to you listen listen i'm gonna explain to you why i say revealed because i looked at him and i'm like this is so obvious that i don't believe you like it was so obvious i'm like i don't know there's no reason why they'd actually make it this obvious anyway I, no, that's actually really funny. It's like double subverted. Ryan Johnson is like, oh my god, I should have thought of that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So you meet uh, you meet Lysander, and he just gives a villain speech about how he wants to how he's the villain and wants to have a more beautiful world. He doesn't say he's the villain, but like again, as Robert pointed out, his uh, his outfit kind of just speaks for him in that. <laughs> Um, and, uh, like, I honestly there's, thought there's a couple, the, the man, there's a couple okay. interesting nods in the story at this point mm. towards generation one, like, uh, Sycamore gives you a generation one starter, um, because, and, uh, then you have like a Snorlax blocking the route and you need to, uh, get a oh poke flute in order to, uh, get it to move. Um, I have some thoughts on this, but I'll save them for once we get to our, our next segment. But continue, continue. There's also some cool uh, sequences around this point because uh, your character's mom has the most characterization your character's mom has ever had. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's wild. Yeah, yeah, she's like this famous Rhyhorn rider. It's really cool. <laughs> like people are just I like, oh my god, are you like the child of the famous Rhyhorn rider? <laughs> And you get a ride like your family's like, uh, like pet Rhyhorn through like rough terrain. It's really cool. Um, agreed. And uh, then you uh get into the game's central like gimmick. This is the first that Pokemon are really like having a gimmick in a generation. I hate these gimmicks, but <laughs> continue. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll talk about gimmicks again later on mechanics, but this one in particular is mega evolution, which uh, up front, I think is probably the best. I, I think it's easily the strongest gimmick, honestly. And I, yeah. But so I like even more. For people who aren't familiar with mega evolutions or forget what they do exactly. Speaking of um, Digimon, 
your character uh, has gets this like mega ring that they it's basically a bracelet and uh, what happens is your Pokemon holds a mega stone and uh, if if the me- it's a mega stone specific for that Pokemon, not all Pokemon have mega evolutions, only certain ones do and you need to have their mega stone in order to trigger the mega evolution. So they hold it as their held item, and in battle, you can choose to Mega Evolve them. You can only Mega Evolve one Pokemon per battle, and once they Mega Evolved, that's it. Um, Any damage they've taken carries over, but if their HP increases as part of their Mega Evolution uh, stat increase, uh, they pick up that extra uh, HP. Uh, It does not heal them to full or anything, does not restore any PP. Uh, but most Pokemon in their Mega Evolution have much increased stats. They have a new look, mm-hmm. and they usually have some sort of new uh, ability. Some of them, uh, Kangaskhan, are super overpowered. <laughs> some, of, some of them are so. Some of them are really fun because, like, the base was already so good that the Mega is just egregious. Looking at you, Garchomp. <laughs> so, what, what, some of what, them are just. Mm-hmm. Um, Hey, so let's take Blaziken, whose hidden ability was speed boost, and let's have its mega evolution just also have speed boost. <laughs> Blaziken was Blaziken, okay, so Blaziken was already good. Um yeah, competitively. Blaziken is the Gen, only starter Gen 6, to Gen banned. 6 was the generation where Blaziken genuinely started being banned from online tournaments. It was uh, it was sincerely just that strong. Yeah. After, like, I think three turns of it being out, it is just faster than anything else in the game, unless it's also similarly boosted. Yeah, Blaziken is, like, if I remember correctly, the competitive thing was to have, like, Protect, and you would use Protect to get that first speed boost, and you just sweep the enemy team. It was ridiculous. Anyway, so you get the Mega Ring. Uh, I believe you get just to make sure you have a mega evolvable Pokemon, they give you a Lucario Mm -hmm. and uh, you're sent on your way. And this is where you start really running into uh, team flair who are the uh, opposing team uh, this generation. Uh, The first thing that they really do is they're stealing power from the city and they're stealing pokeballs from the factory. You're kind of trying to figure out what their whole deal is. They, they they are the most attempting to be stylish of the uh uh pokemon teams like they all wear like these red suits with like red sunglasses and have red hair um their leaders are daft punk that's all you need to know <laughs> like <laughs> you know what i'm here for it they're from france let's go oh <laughs> I mean, that might oh, actually that's be the good. connection you know <laughs> that's amazing um, I, I really like that. And uh, it eventually comes out that the way Team Flair works is in order to join Team Flair, you basically have to pay like a crap ton of money. So these are all like uh, rich preppers, essentially, because God, Lysander plans to essentially genocide the planet and then it's the such team... an absolutely wild like put all your stocks in gold like thing yeah and like team flair uh his paying minions 
uh, will inherit the earth because uh, literally everything else people. is going to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> I okay, so I won't lie. Um, when this game came out, I thought he was easily the most unrealistic nonsense villain this franchise has ever seen. Um, I've seen Jeff Bezos in the meantime. <laughs> and I don't think I disagree anymore. That's that's the exact kind of thing he would do. So, <laughs> yeah. So it turns out that in the ancient past there was, um, a there was a a king called Az. You know, it's it's supposed to be like you know Alpha Omega, kind of like. Beginning of the alphabet, end of the alphabet. Don't worry. If it doesn't make sense, they never explain it. They really don't. He, <laughs> he's like nine feet tall for some reason. He is and he's immortal, which, which they don't. Listen, they, they, they put this character in and like by the end, you're like, no, they're literally immortal. And I don't know how I like they just don't explain it. He's, <laughs> he's a very like Gilgamesh character. Interesting. But they, like they set him up so much and the most he contributes to the plot is he like breaks out of prison on his own. Yeah. And then like, challenges you at your victory parade. Well, okay, no, no. He he so Matt can probably explain this, but he is the one who who made this, this Yeah, weapon, that's what right? I was gonna get yeah. into. Is that basically he had a Floet, a Pokemon, that died and uh, he uh, didn't in take a giant that war. Well. We should be clear in a giant war, like yeah, there was like a giant epic biblical war kind of thing. Because he's he's a very much like it's a bit of a weird thing for the France region because it's not like you know like a French myth kind of character. This is like a biblical character kind of myth. Hmm. Um, yeah, there was a giant war. He lost his Pokemon, and he built this machine to basically uh, kill a lot of people, absorb their life force, and then use that to uh, restore his uh, Pokemon to life. And uh, it did this through the power of, if you're an X, uh, Xerneas, if you're a Y, Eveltal, um, who are the cover legendaries. Uh, Eveltal absorbs uh, people's life. Uh, Xerneas gives uh, life. Uh, that's their kind of like duality between the two legendaries. Uh, and he used this weapon. He killed a lot of people, restored his friend to life, in doing so giving his Pokemon and himself immortality. And then his mm. Pokemon looked at what he did and left. <laughs> Which was the appropriate, you know what? I actually, of all the like actually meaningful things here, the fact that that Pokemon left, like that, that's actually like a very realistic. Yeah, no, that, know, that, that, that part, that part works. I, yeah, I no, see that yeah. part feels this, so in, much more mature than the rest this, of the In story. this podcast, we stand as is Floet. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so basically, uh, Lysander starts kicking off his plan because he plans to use the same weapon to uh, kill everyone on Earth and then, like, the world will be more beautiful and naturalistic and 
he doesn't see anything wrong with the only people surviving being the people willing to fork over hundreds of thousands of dollars to save their own <laughs> life. Um, no, no red flags for him there. Uh, <laughs> if you're wearing rose glasses, <laughs> no, I mean, they're all wearing rose like, glasses. Right, that's what I mean. So all the red flags just look like flags. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's just, he, he just sees a slalom course he has to navigate. Um, and uh, he starts trying to activate the weapon. You know, this is why they were siphoning all that power to, in order to turn this thing on. And you fight your way through uh, Team Flare's headquarters and you get down to uh, Lysander underneath the weapon. And uh, he act- and, and you find the legendary Pokemon that was powering it. Lysander becomes Doctor Octopus. Oh, I like, forgot about that. Yeah, he just yeah. gets like robot arms. I I don't know why. I guess it just helps him throw Pokeballs better or something. Listen, somebody literally much to watch Spider Man too this, before. before <laughs> this would be a really this. cool moment if they had. This is something I wish Pokemon would do: is have like a fight, have like a a boss fight. fight. We'll get into this in <laughs> Sun and Moon. But have like a boss fight, something you cannot catch. Like just fight Lysander in like super Doctor Octopus mode. It was it was weird because they even experimented that in black and white with like Pokestar Studios. Yeah. So like there was there was enough precedent they could have just done it for the story. Yeah, it would have been would have been cool but as it stands it's just this weird moment where he's just like ah i have a robot backpack and you're like yeah so you're gonna throw your pokemon at me now and he's just like yes i am using my (laughs) mechanical arms you're like cool (laughs) i'm still gonna beat your lion into the dirt dude and he's like you make a good point i give up on my evil plan um but he doesn't <laughs> yeah so you so you beat him and the machine misfires and destroys itself and the uh region is saved you capture the legendary pokemon either xerneas who the the legendary pokemon the, this generation both look great uh xerneas is this like really nice uh regal kind of uh uh princess mononoke uh god of the forest vibe to him and uh Eveltal's like a really cool bird. It's like Talon Frame's like cooler older brother. That's that's <laughs> that's my tie-in. Yeah. Um <laughs> but they're both really cool, I agree. Both really cool. They both have a signature ability. Uh Eveltal uh has this really powerful uh flying special attack that drains opponent's health. Uh and Xerneas has Geomancy, which is the only two-turn attack that just buffs him, but it, like, it supercharges him. It gives him, like, two stages of special attack, special defense, and speed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, And then you just win. <laughs> yeah, you, you, like, I mean, if, if you're assuming your Xerneas wasn't immediately killed... <laughs> yeah, that's, what, that's what power herb is for. <laughs> I'm, I'm not joking. That was a legitimate thing. Power power herb is a hold item. Lets you skip a um a, tar- a charge a tar- up step. Yeah. Wow. It was, it was really bad until wow. this generation. It was really bad until yeah, this generation. Yeah. Okay, I, I can see. I can see the play there. That's oof. Um. 
And then you, you know, you finish your badges, win the Pokemon League, and you have this, like, big victory parade, at which point AZ, like, challenges you for some reason. Uh, you beat him, and his Pokemon descends from the sky and forgives him for some reason. <laughs> okay, I I like that moment. And I, I remember why I like that moment. Not necessarily because it's a it's it's good from a, like a storytelling perspective, because you're like, what has he done to kind of rekindle this friendship? Did he help you in some way? Is he the one who destroyed the machine? I don't know. But what I do like is that sometimes when you finish a Pokemon game, it's always just the Pokemon League. You know what I mean? I do like how they throw and, you a parade. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. There's a parade and there's this extra thing that happens. It's yeah. not just like, congratulations on like <laughs> becoming the new president. Please, <laughs> please operate a computer. You are a winner. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that is the story on the a story. whole. Um, I would grade it. The flare stuff is real is the weakest part of the game by far. Yeah. Um, I like the interactions with your friends. With I think Sycamore is a good Pokemon professor. Uh the actual exploration of the world is good. I I just don't care for Team Flare. But yeah, I, I think I think when it comes to like specifically just the story part of this, it, it may be one of the weaker parts of this game, yeah, I feel. I think so. Um and that doesn't mean necessarily that you'd have less fun playing it, but if you are here for story, I, I think you know, apart from maybe some of like the lore stuff that they, they give you kind of really late into the game, um it's it it's it's very interesting to me because I think from like a a game design perspective, there's a lot of fun elements that they like to do. Like they're very creative in a lot of small parts, right? But those don't don't necessarily tie in with like the main story of 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 the game. Yeah, I I think part of the issue too is that like Mega Evolution plays a bit into this plot, but for like how which central... I liked actually. Sorry, which I liked a lot because like sometimes they. I don't know. Sometimes it's always just like, okay, complete the Pokedex and get the badges, right? So I like that there's like this other central plot idea of like we're actually researching some new discovery. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, that becomes a trope in itself, but that I, yeah. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pokemon, if not if nothing else, will take a good idea and then just keep repeating it um, verbatim. But... Okay, I think we what we can probably... so. Uh, yeah, is there any final thoughts, maybe Tristan and then Matt on the story, and then we'll get into our next segment. So Tristan, no, that's, any, that's any, pretty much all I got. All you got, okay, Matt. I I think I think AZ needed to be uh, integrated yeah. more into the plot and actually have like this big redemptive arc and moment because like he's apologetic for what he did, but like he doesn't really do anything to show his growth as a person which i think is a bit of a missed opportunity okay this is how az redeems everything he should have like stood in front of the laser or something that's that's the See, I, thought, I thought they were leading up to something like that like I, <laughs> that I would be that'd be the simple way to write a like, very strong story yeah, yeah. A- az is weird because um he's one of the few like it's it's not story related per se but it's one of the few event Pokemon we never got in any capacity. 
Uh, there is data out there for AZ's Floet, and it's got a unique color. Yeah. Uh, and it just never, it just never actually happened. I don't know if it was intended to ever show up as an event, but it, it certainly didn't, which was kind of like, huh. At least, at least he gave us a good meme. For sure. For it's, sure. it's true. Honestly, Izzy's, <laughs> Izzy's contribution to Pokemon fandom uh, history for, is the for those who don't thousand know, years meme. He is, yeah, he is the originator of the I have waited a thousand years. Or three thousand years, I <laughs> 3, should say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's amazing. I, I baited uh, you, Matt. I right. apologize. <laughs> Okay, yeah, we can we can now move on to the Safari Zone, as I've dubbed it, our next segment in the podcast, where, uh, you know, just like in the Safari Zone, you know, there are some kind of rules, but you just kind of go and explore and see what you find. Um, and really what I want to do with this segment is is some random, like, big thoughts that we thought of. It might cross into some of the other talk pieces we talk about. It might cross into the plot a little bit, but I want us to be a little bit freer with our takes on this. And for me, and this is kind of actually going a little bit with, with the plot, but I think this is a good way to start the segment. I want to talk a little bit about how I felt like this game really felt like the spiritual successor of Pokemon Red, even if that makes sense. Mm. Like it just felt to me like yeah. they're like, okay, we have this new technology. We're going to do a by the numbers game for the most part, right? Very by the numbers. And I think I remember a while back we were talking about this game. I think Tristan actually said that a lot of people got back into Pokemon when they're playing this game. And I think one of the reasons a lot of people really like this game is because it follows it follows very much, you know, you got your Pokemon flute, you got your um I would even say the uh like the the first like um insect area, you know, forest area that's very similar. Um you have your original Pokemon show up, you, you use have a Poke flute to wake up the uh Snorlax. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And the um and it has a really nice mix. I think this is what I mean. And we, we, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about this later. But it has a really nice mix of the new and old Pokemon. So anyone kind of going into there, like into this game, the fact you get a Pikachu, like it, it has a lot of things that I think there's a lot of people that want something new might not like. But for me, this is the game that got me back into the series. Um, and I think it very much was the the okay like in some ways it feels like more of a successor to pokemon red than pokemon gold i'd even go that far because pokemon gold is 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 like the second arc of a story but this feels like the remake of the first arc if that makes sense or like yeah so we're gonna take those mm -hmm. something we touched on in black and white was they were trying in black and white to really make it like a new start for pokemon yeah i think x and y accomplished that goal in uh being a new start for pokemon much better than uh uh black and white ever did because you know you have those familiar elements and um my my favorite part of this game was it's the game that really broke the uh um broke free of the the axis so instead of going up and down um you can now go in any direction you wanted <laughs> um it was fully 3d all the sprites were replaced with models um 
extra notable, you actually have a customizable avatar this time. Yeah, you have a yes. customizable avatar. Yes. There's a lot of stuff that's that's been added into this game uh, that really takes Pokemon into a, a, a really big step forward. Mm-hmm. And also... Uh, you know, they're trying new things like as we went over with the uh, rivals becoming a friend group uh, that you're constantly interacting with. You have a bit of a bare bones uh, store, story in your opposing team compared to previous things, but that's not the worst thing in the world. Um, online has been significantly improved. Oh, yeah, that's finally getting to a point of reasonable. I mean, I guess where where it should be. <laughs> super training just so super training is something that was added in this game and it basically allows you to just actually train your Pokemon's uh effort values or EVs directly. Yeah. Visibly too, which is the really big kicker. Yeah. Um which just it's so much better than the old system and they took it out for some reason. <laughs> yeah. I'm still kind of unpleased about that. Um, we'll get into that. It's sun and moon. Oh, we'll come <laughs> for that. Uh, they introduced a new type in this one, fairy type, which just. Oh, time, honestly. <laughs> yeah. First new type since, uh, gold and silver, uh, which, you it's know, really thinking actually. back about it, like that is, it's an it's kind of sad that they didn't add any new types since then, or yeah. since fairy, I guess as well. I, I think they were trying to like not shake the boat too much, just because like it does have long term ramifications and everything. That's fair, but for what fairy type does, it really like. Oh no, I, I agree. Uh, I just think those, it's why they're not eager to do another one. For those not familiar with fairy type, its main thing was uh, ending the reign of dragons. Yes. Uh, because up to this point, dragon types only... The only thing super effective against dragon was dragon and ice. Steel resisted dragons, but was not super effective against it. Um, and the problem with only those two types being effective against dragons is, one, you can't have... If you have dragons just counter it themselves, then that doesn't solve the problem of being too many dragons and ice type has ice type has a lot of problems. It <laughs> has a lot of very common weaknesses and it doesn't have a great pool of Pokemon to draw from or attacks. Yeah, You're basically no. just, it's basically just ice beam spam <laughs> to take down dragons with it. What and that's why you use Mew. What fairy <laughs> does is it, uh, it is immune to dragon and is super effective against dragon. It, it's a hard counter, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a it's a, just a straight hard counter. Um, its vulnerabilities are... Uh, I remember, I think, steel and poison? Mm-hmm. Um, it's strong against dragon fighting in dark. Um, it suffers from steel, fire, and poison. Right. Um, no, no, it's, no, sorry. It's only, it, it's resisted by fire. Yeah. Uh, fire is not super effective against it. Yeah. They also, they also made, I had to double check it because I knew there was something. Um, <laughs> they, they made a soft secondary triangle between, um, fairy. 
Uh, no, there's there's kind of some interactions with steel. Um, oh, okay. Until generation six, um, steel had resisted dark and ghost, and now it doesn't because I guess they figured steel would be just a little bit too strong. Yeah, steel's whole thing previously was like it was a very resistive element, but didn't have. I don't think it really had anything. It was super effective against. It was, it was, like it was good against just rock and ice, I believe. There's only so many triangles. I feel like sometimes when they get to like this point in the triangles, you're like, yeah, good yeah, against ice, ice and rock. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Okay, um, so I mean, I think I think it's good that the addition was added. I actually like that they mention it right off the bat, like it, it kind of right at the beginning. I think they pretty much tell you. Yeah, it's the, very the, early on. They yeah. tell, they teach you about uh, fairy types. Yeah. Just it's, it's really Pokedex cool because they they retconned well. a lot of Pokemon to now be oh, fairy yeah, yeah. types in addition to those mm-hmm. things, which made some Pokemon. Um, I'm not going to say like dominant or anything like that but it definitely <laughs> gave them a new lease on things yeah I, and I uh speaking about our legendaries xerneas was also a fairy themselves Ooh. Um, yes yes evelta was dark flying which was which was also nice because these legendaries aren't dragons <laughs> <laughs> which had yes. kind of been a bit of a Matt, no. okay you're gonna hate me for this so brace yourself Please, please consider that Eveltel is literally a wyvern. You're not wrong, and I hate <laughs> the joke. <laughs> um, okay, I I now kind of want to get into a little bit of this, which um, we we posted about talking about this, and Tristan, this actually got me really excited uh, for this episode. Is that? Tristan had said something. Effect- I, I wonder if this is like a meme or just you thought of this and, and I want you to explain because I, I think this will be good is that you feel like this game is a worse diamond and pearl. All right. And I oh, want no. you to tell me. I just think Team Flare is a worse Team Galactic. That is that's what oh, I thought you were going to yeah. go for. And I I agree with that. I kind of agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, their, their I, I was ready for the hot is, take though. <laughs> their whole deal is they want to like uh, remake the world. But like you know, Galactic, Galactic had style, way more nuanced, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, like, it was extra frustrating because like I'm not gonna. Okay, I, I want to be on record. I'm not saying Cyrus did nothing wrong. That's not that's not <laughs> what I'm going at here. But the man did have an actual plan that wasn't just I'm gonna blow up the world with money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he had he had a, like a force of personality and like a vision. Like he was, he was messed up to if he thought that. that was a reasonable plan, but like at least he had a plan. And like you know, Cyrus was gonna like work, uh, like enslave a god to his cause. <laughs> Lysander's just like, I don't know, I'll just kill everyone, and then the richest people will survive. What could go wrong? He's like, I see the spirit of the forest from Princess Mononoke. What <laughs> if I use it as a giant battery? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. What if, what um, if that was my contribution to Pokemon? <laughs> uh, I, I think another thing for me that I really liked is I felt they got really creative at the gyms. And I think this has to do with how by the numbers the story was. Um, so what this meant, I felt, is like once you got to every gym for like when you're in the gym, you're like, oh, there's like all this cool stuff. Right. 
when you're kind of in that like middle part sometimes you it'd be it'd be less creative but i feel like at the very least like a lot of the gyms the, the little puzzles or like the little aesthetics i think they did a very good job on uh so i definitely like that from from this one um yeah they yeah. definitely had a bit more of an aesthetic to the uh gyms mm-hmm yeah, that, that, that's all I want to say. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no I, I, I like them a lot more than uh, I, I think they really like hit the vision that they've been going with. They've been going with with gyms for a while. Like it, it definitely felt like they kept building and building and be like, OK, we're going to make these more and more creative. And I think in some ways like my so let's just say maybe one of my least favorite parts of the story is that the thing that like really gets me to go back? Sorry, not part of the story, part of the game in general, right? The thing that really gets me back into this game is its similarities to kind of the first, um, you know, those first games. Yeah. But as the story drags on, you know, this is one thing. I mean, that all Pokemon games suffer from, but um, and especially, especially Sword and Shield, which I'll talk about in a second. But um. Yeah, I think I think the one thing is is like that generic by the numbers feel like the gyms were kind of the, the light spot in sometimes kind of feeling like, OK, we're going through, you know, Pokemon 101, I guess, of of, of uh, Pokemon games. And I think some of this actually has to do with the time constraints on the games. Like I am starting to feel like this is why it's such a tried and true formula. And every time they go too far away from it, people complain. And every time they go too close to it, people complain. So it's a very hard balance. But I think on top of that, how quickly they have developed games is actually making some of these more creative things harder to do. Yeah, they're, they're um, really kind of suffering from success as far as that goes. Yeah, yeah. I, I can forgive the more by the numbers nature of this game, though, just because of mm-hmm. the the complete overhaul and the like. So uh, I, was, I was trying to figure out. I thought this game was an anniversary but it wasn't. No, which no. is weird. 20... For for some reason in my head it was it was it was 2012, but for some reason in my head that was like the 15th, but it's not quite. No. Um speaking of like breaking free from the grid, roller skates are just the best I love thing. the roller skates. Yeah, roller skates yeah. are good. The um, Every game should have roller skates. Oh God, there, <laughs> I, I don't think I really even used the bike all that much in this game. It was just I was I there just, a bike. There, there was, was there even a there bike. Was, there was a bike. Nobody used it because the roller skates were just so much fun. Like you could do roller skate tricks. Like it was amazing. I it it's such a simple, stupid thing, but I loved it so much. I anyway, a plus I, I, to that. Now idea. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, wait a second. Did Sword and, Sword and Shield didn't have roller skates? <sighs> okay, okay. I mean, I need to. I need to say this. Okay, I feel like Sword and Shield. They're trying to do the X and Y. Okay, they're trying to go back to the numbers, right? Yeah, but they but didn't it, give me roller skates, Rob. No, they didn't. <laughs> and on top of it, I I think they were like so by the numbers. Like, there's a lot of little like extra things in this game that I really like. For instance, once you beat the game, there's the whole like I think it's the battle. Is it the battle tower? Battle Maison. Battle Maison, where you can become a noble. And you like fight your way up, yeah. or is that the other? Is that the rich? Anyway, yeah, that, I like that whole it. mini game where you can get a title. I think that's fun. I think it's a fun post game, like not too hard to, you know, program thing that they added. Um, but with Pokemon Sword and Shield, the more and more I look at it, they're they were hoping that that like wild area, it was like essentially the equivalent to this game's updated 3D sprites. 
You know what I mean? Like yeah. this will revolutionize the Pokemon genre. But the more I look at this game, I mean, this game, you see that graphic comparison upgrade from the previous games, but also Pokemon Sword and Shield. It That wild area is not something I care about. Okay. It, it's like, it's the more and more I think about it, the more and more I'm like, no, go back to the usual view. Don't give yeah. me a 360 camera view. Cause I actually think, I, it just feels like every other generic first-person game. I actually think the Pokemon genre should stay in that. But that's a completely yeah, separate topic, uh, yeah. which we'll, we'll talk about in the revisit. Of the game. And if we can stay asymmetric and give me roller skates again, I'm all on board with this plan. <laughs> I, I think the really cool thing about X and Y is that it did a lot to um, unmuddy the game on its own. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, EVs were like incredibly transparent via super training. Uh, it was a fun soccer mini game that kind of blew sometimes, but it was still better than. Like, I actually really liked it. Like, I liked it at times. <laughs> I liked I liked it at times. Other parts were like, "Wow, I really don't like this." But that that's fair. Um, it it also like declunked um, IVs, which are like Pokemon genetics. Um, the I, it's not Pal Park, Friend Safari. Yeah, Friend yeah. Safari. Mm-hmm. Um, I, people don't so it's it's a thing you can get like certain Pokemon in it depending on what a person's friend code is they're all assigned to type and it's like a neat um, oh like what what type does your friend have it's it's cool like that but mm-hmm. um, friend Safari has I forget the exact way Pokemon in there are guaranteed to have I'm gonna for lack of a better like confirmation up front they have better IVs. Yeah, I, I think I recall that. I think that. they're guaranteed to have at least two almost perfect ones. Yeah. Um, they're also significantly more likely to have hidden abilities and be shiny. Yeah, so you're not so that like... that was neat all along. So, so you're not running the Pokemon breeding program. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, they definitely declunked to like a lot of stuff, which was just... It, X and Y was a breath of fresh air in a lot of ways, especially like the online was also just significantly declunked. Uh, like you could just go, you, you could just like battle someone online, like whenever you wanted to, you just, it was just a thing on the bottom screen. You could just hit yeah. connect to the internet, fight someone, trade something, wonder trade, whatever you want, do it. <laughs> um, now there were some things added to this game that were a bit weird, like sky battles which we can talk about uh yes, sky, sky battles I, you know what though i actually okay okay i, I don't, don't think sky battles sky, about, sky battles were in the game are a good idea but i do like random like you can completely ignore them right i don't think there's yeah no they're yeah. just random trainers standing around being like hey you want a sky battle kid but, but it, it feels like the reason i don't hate this is because it feels like they're playing around with this idea of like you know typecasted battles um, I get that. and that's an idea i would like further explored where you know it's like okay i i know i know matt and i talked about like potential ideas of you being the the gym trainer but i don't hate the idea of like okay catch pokemon of this type for this next bat like this next gym you know what i mean like stuff like that i think could be pretty cool so I yeah, or sky like, battles is, is is a pretty okay. It's not a very like good idea, but I do like they experimented with it. I guess because I, I mean, think there's it, potential. Be, in it. I think it would have been cooler if you had like an area that was um, 
Yeah, no, set it in the uh, French uh, French Alps or uh, Pyrenees. And you have to fly. <laughs> uh, it's just a sky area where you like fly around on your Pokemon like surf. Yeah, that could have been cool. I love that. Like that yeah. would be cool. Like that would be, you know, if you're going to have sky battles, you know, do something with it. The problem I have with sky battles is that like nothing it, there's no like there's that. no quest no. to go defeat all the sky trainers yeah. to get like the sky uh to get like the sky crown to catch uh the sky god or something like that. Now now that you say that I think they actually like had that same thought because um the flight mechanic from Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire is very similar to that. Yeah. Um, I think they knew they were onto something, but hadn't quite like hit it. For those who aren't familiar with Sky Battles, uh, in a Sky Battle, you can only use car- uh, Pokemon who can fly or or who have Levitate, and you're basically like fighting a person in a wingsuit. Um, it's very it, out of place. Yeah, like the problem. The problem is, it's just not integrated into anything. Like the, again, there's no there's no reason to fight the Sky Trainers. Other than the, other than to just fight the sky trainers, yeah. More often than not, you just kind of came across one. But but here's the thing: I actually think this integration sometimes is better than we're going to force this mechanic that you may or may not like. You know what I mean? Oh, it's definitely better than forcing a bad mechanic, but it's still not. Gr- it's still not great to just have. It's kind of out of place. I guess just you're right. Doesn't yeah. do anything. <laughs> Like, if they gave a huge amount of money or, like, a handful of items, again, it'd be nice. But it's just, like, they're there and, like, do you want to have a sky battle, kid? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I think I think we can probably also talk about horde battles here a little bit. Uh, where they're just like, yeah, here's a whole bunch of Pokemon. And I, these are just annoying. I don't really I actually like have... horde battles. Horde battles, horde battles are really funny because they're, like, they're cool in concept. Um, but they absolutely strain the capabilities of the 3DS. <laughs> and they also, like, listen, they make sense. It's like, why is it that only one Pokemon attacks you in the wild all the time, right? Yeah, like, I, I, yeah. I, I like them for that reason, because it just adds to, like, the believability of the world, almost. Yeah. I Okay, so I like hard battles as a concept. Um, my problem with them in practice is that, A, the frame rate absolutely tanks. <laughs> in like a noticeable way until you start clearing the screen of Zubats. Yeah. <laughs> um Surf. My other issue with them is that they really like it's rare, but um you can get shinies that show up in them. <laughs> and it's the worst feeling in the world. Because you have to kind of like awkwardly shuffle around the rest of the stuff. Yeah, you have to like kill all the other ones first. Um, if, if there's a Pokemon you want in them, it's definitely it's definitely yeah. That, that was the one problem I had with Horde Battles is that you you could only catch one, and you could only catch one when all the others had been defeated. So you kind of <gasps> just had to be like, "All right, everyone but you in specific die." <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> and I I feel like that's why it doesn't really come back because it's th- there's a number of things here that are cool ideas, but they're not fleshed out enough to like kind of makes sense keeping in the in the series yeah well you know they were trying a bunch of different things some things work some things didn't 
Um, but I appreciate them for trying at the very least. And maybe sometimes, like, if, if, to the last point of this kind of, you know, more instructor segment we have here, we're kind of going all over the place. Um, maybe that's why I think I think when they have a by-the-numbers Pokemon game, they're able to be creative or, or bounce ideas and others, other elements of it, right? Yeah. Um, and then when they try something more experimental, because of that, the, like, base game tends to stay the same. Although, having said that, you know, Sun and Moon, which we'll get to next time on the show, uh, has a lot of definitely smaller creative ideas as well. But um, I I think what this does is it lets them essentially be like, okay, we have a core idea of what the game is that we're making, and then we can actually try out these little ideas where sometimes when you are being more experimental, if you don't have that base to kind of keep it grounded, it it falls apart. Speaking of getting creative, I think it's time we talk about the pokemon yes yes uh oh yeah only only like what 70 uh, uh new yeah, pokemon like which that. but can i just okay you, you're gonna say that you 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 really love them i, I before you do that i'm so happy that there's only <laughs> let me stop I, I'm, you right there <laughs> i'm gonna let you finish um no so the the one thing that i that i really like is that there's only 70 I think in most games, I don't need 150 new ones. Anyway. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Because these, this 70, like, there's some misses. There's always some misses. There's misses in Generation 1. But um, this generation has some really, really great designs in it. Um, Like, you have, like... You know, we're going to get into our favorite and our worst. So spoilers, because I'm going to say some Pokemon, which means that they're not my favorite. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we have like Noivern, who is the best bat. Yeah, Noivern's pretty good. Agreed. Noibat the best bat, 100%. The best, poke- ba- best bat Pokemon they've ever done. It's it's a bat that becomes a dragon it's so cool yeah it's really good also noibat noibat on its own is just incredibly cute yeah noibat's cute noivern is is cool excellent bat design um (laughs) you've got finally some good bat you've got the best uh tentacle uh thing you got uh screlp who's poison water also very good and becomes drag uh uh, do, you, do you like Dragalgi? I really like Dragalgi. Yes. <sighs> okay, okay, so Nintendo okay. was on a huge like leafy sea dragon kick at the time because the dragon forms of characters in Fire Emblem Awakening are also leafy sea dragons. It, yeah. was, it was weird to see that as I was like, if I had a nickel for every time this real life creature showed up in my game, I'd only have two nickels. But isn't it weird that it's been twice? Uh, can, can I just say, okay, okay, w- with this Pokemon... I think like one day I wake up and I think it's a really cool looking design, and the other day I wake up and I think it's the worst design. Like I, it keeps flipping on me because ironically, I think those are the best Pokemon. <laughs> um, it's 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 so it to me sometimes I look at it and it just feels like weeds in like water. Like that is my my like gut reaction. But then you like look at it a little closer. I'm like, okay, no, it's a pretty cool like poison dragon. Like I that's actually a really good concept. But then it once again, just feels like I'm at a lake and this is the thing that's like underneath. It, it looks like what weeds look like when you, <laughs> you look in the water and the sun. Uh, Ironically, I think that's how one would eat you. 
<laughs> yeah, that's how they get me. They just be part of it, and then boom, dude. Uh, Poison me or something. Pavilion, which is a really cool take on the butterfly because it has a different form for like different regions of the world yeah. where you're catching it. And and by region, it, it even means country. Like it's not even divided into continent. It's it's divided into like as far as like different countries have different ones. Like let let yeah. me tell you, the Pavilion trade early on in this game's lifespan. Oh, was, still now, dude. It's still one of the most traded Pokemon now. It was it was so lucrative early on, though. It's how it, it was part of the colossal trading chain I engaged in to get myself an Eveltal. It was it was wild, yeah. I'm I'm like ninety percent sure I traded a Pavilion of a specific region to get my Eveltal. I think there's Crazy. exactly twenty. Yeah, and that includes a couple like event ones. Yeah, there's exactly twenty. Um, event one, I'm pretty sure, is the Pokeball pattern. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there was one more as well. I want to say. But okay, yeah, it's, it's been a while. Pavilion, excellent butterfly Pokemon. Um, what, what do you guys feel about a a Aegislash? Aegislash. Okay, well. Good. If we're getting into our favorite Pokemon, Aegislash <laughs> is my favorite Pokemon of this generation, and I loved it's so it before different. it was yeah. before it was discovered. It was utterly broken. Yeah, same. So I, keep going, keep going. So Aegislash is a uh, ghost inhabiting a sword and a shield, um, and uh, it has one of the coolest gimmicks for a Pokemon. It has two forms, as the shield form and the blade form. And in its shield form, it has incredibly high defensive stats and garbage uh, offensive stats. In its blade form, uh, it its stats literally flip. <laughs> um, and it changes between its forms. Uh, it has a unique version of protect. That switches it into shield form. And also, if someone hits it with a physical attack while it's in that protect form, it lowers their attack. Which is and awful. It's it's so good. It's called King <laughs> Shield. Um, and if it uses an offensive attack, before the attack goes off, it switches into blade form. Yeah. It also has really low speed. So basically what happens is <laughs> uh, the opponent attacks it, uh, outspeeds it, hits the shield form, then Aegislash switches into blade form and kills it. <laughs> Alternatively, because it's as slow as hell um, steel type, it can abuse Gyro Ball like it's nothing. Yeah. Aegislash is just... It's so good. I, I should clarify that. Gy Gyro Ball is a variable power move. Um, mm -hmm. It does more damage the slower you are compared to theirs. Um, with with an absolute maximum base of 150, which is like massive, like Hyper Beam is 200. Um, I think I, I had to look it up. The actual base power is calculated with 25 times the difference between. Um, oh, no, sorry, 25 times the ratio of your speed to theirs. So you divide their speed by your speed and then multiply that by 25. Um, mm -hmm. And since it's so slow, it's it's usually rocking that 150. Um, but you can also set up the move Trick Room, which means that um, 
turn order is reversed, so slow things go fast. And because it's a steel type, it gets the same type attack bonus, and it just starts trashing things. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Aegis Slash after release was basically discovered to be, like, utterly busted and banned. It, it was one of, like, the big three. It was, like, Aegis Slash, Clef Key, and Talonflame, where if you weren't running one of, if not all three, you just were <laughs> not, like, serious about the game. Yeah. Tristan... Would you uh, would you say that Age of Slash was your favorite, or do you have uh, a different favorite in this? Oh um, no, I've definitely got a different favorite. We'll get there. What's, what, we can actually go into it okay. now. It's Pumpkin. Uh, uh, yeah, I was, I was gonna. Yeah. Think, I was just like it's, that. It's That's just very Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not even not even Gorgeist. Gorgeist is still good, mind, but it's Pumpkaboo. I, I okay, have a Pumpkaboo to... plushie. He is my son. <laughs> He's very good. <laughs> I'm trying. I, to, I'm trying to trying to find, describe describe so, it for so me as I'm trying to find it. Is a pumpkin. Oh yes, it's okay. just a little pumpkin. The top of it is like leaves, but it's it's also got this kind of like it's got like wings, so it's like bat like. But it's pumpkaboo is like, way better than Gorgas. It's got like a little right cat now. face too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's just really good. Um, it's shiny. Is incredible. Like top notch S tier. Oh shiny yeah, that's design. really good, shiny. And it's one of it's one of the gimmick Pokemon that actually like has a cool gimmick. <laughs> like Vivillion's gimmick is patterning, and that's that's neat. Pumpkaboo is a pumpkin. So, like you know, every year you know families go they they pick pumpkins for Halloween, and there's there's always the endless debate about like what pumpkin size you want to get. Right, and you get to have that debate with yourself. In real time, hunting for Pumpkaboo, because there are four different sizes of them (laughs) with different base stats. It's so good. There's there's small, Uh, large, average, and super. And as you go up or down the scale from large to small, it has more um, attack, defense, and HP and less speed. And then it gets faster but weaker. The smaller you get, it's really good. I could talk about this one Pokemon for like twenty minutes. It's I love uh, it. That's so a very much. solid pick. Yeah, uh, I think that's a great pick. Hundred percent. What's your favorite, um, Robert? For me, it was Halucha. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. also completely I, it, valid. It, it, it's just solid, like pro wrestling type. You know, Mexican pro wrestling. But uh, yeah, there's something. No, I just love the design. It's kind of like bird, but not bird. Um, kind of cool little mix. Fun colors. So. Definitely sticks out. But Matt, one thing I did want to kind of mention here is that you were saying how like there's a lot of hits in this in this one, and I kind of agree. Like I'm noticing a lot of Pokemon I'll see even in the later games that I really, really like. I, I think there's I like know. three I don't like, and that's it. If okay, that... well, great transition because we also had to choose one we <laughs> dislike the most. Uh, okay, so Tristan, I don't like I don't like Aromatisse at all. Aromatisse? Yeah, okay. Oh yeah. Me. Spritzy's kind of okay, but Aromatisse has... It's kind of like a... Almost like an Ursula vibe. Yeah, it's it's 100%. 100%. I understand why some people like it, I'm sure. It just has like a weird, like... Yeah, Aromatisse and Slurpuff are just kind of like... They wanted to add additional fairy types. Slurpuff I like, though. Slurpuff's cool, because it's like made of like whipped cream and stuff like that. Okay, that's fair, yeah. Aromatisse just kind of like 
I, Slurpuff is cute, ugly. Aromatease is just, just what is this ugly. design? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, mine is uh, Dedenne. Oh, What's wrong with this mouse? No, I like Dedenne. Yeah. Dedenne like is just. Tiny Raichu. It, that's that's my problem with it. It's it is like, incredibly redundant, though. I'll give you it, that. It's just it's just rounder Raichu. Trevenant is also bad, and I'll die on that hill. Oh, I like Trevenant. It's we, a, it's we a, need look at we need a. I need, I need a meme where it's like Pumpkaboo and Gorgeist like pointing to a Trevenant. <laughs> and it's like look at what they must do to mimic a fraction of our power. <laughs> Phantump is adorable, though. Phantump is good. Phantump is good. Okay. Um, um, for my for my least favorite, I actually put Mal Malamar. Okay, and the reason for this is it's like alien, but like it kind of feels like an alien, but also it kind of feels like it should be found somewhere deep underwater. It's a kraken. It, but no, <laughs> it's an upside down kraken. Okay, no, there's something you you're not realizing about Malamar that makes it into. Uh, okay. A bad Pokemon. Although I do, I do actually, I will actually say I like his design a lot. But there's something about him that is just really, really annoying. I'm not ready for this. In order to evolve an oh, yeah, okay, a, into fair. a Malamar, you need to reach level 30, and then you need to turn your 3ds it's upside so down. <laughs> okay, so we, we were talking about quirks, and like I know we we meant like like combat wise. But I think Gen 6 actually, for only having, like, 76 Pokemon, it easily has the highest, like, proportion of quirk Pokemon. Yeah. Because you've got, like, Furfur with its haircuts. Meowstic. But I way prefer that. I way prefer to make you oh, no, for sure. No, 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 no. I, I, wasn't, yeah. I wasn't knocking it. I think it's cool. Because <laughs> Furfur's got its haircuts that do, like, actual things to its stats. Um, <laughs> Floet has different colors. Um, Esper and Meowstic do different things. Oh, Esper itself is... Like it's the same, but um, Meowstic has Meowstic's completely so different cool. move sets like depending on its gender. Mm-hmm. Um, Aegislash is a thing. Dubblade is notable because it's one of the few mid-evolved Pokemon that's actually genuinely better at certain things than its fully evolved counterpart. If you yeah. give it Eviolite, it is one of the. Oh, I'll say I'll say it was one of the premier tanks in the game because Steel Ghost is just an insane typing for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Malamar was a thing. Malamar had like quirky playstyle stuff too because it has the ability contrary, which flips stat stuff. What it, what it, what I'm noticing very interestingly is I think Tristan is like so much more into the the combat of the game than I think I am. <laughs> like I think we definitely differ in that, but it's good. It's good to have that perspective because I, uh, I think I think people was, listening was interesting something. because um, uh, it was very common to have dry skin. Which just meant it hosed water types. Yeah. <laughs> like, I had a Heliolisk on my team. It was also really cool because it has split electric normal typing. <laughs> you don't normally see normal as a split type. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, Gudra is also good. Gudra is good, although it, it should have been uh, Water Dragon. I, I agree fully. Um. All right, maybe we can now kind of push into a little bit of the legendaries because we were talking about Pokemon here. The legendaries so are have... very good. It's not oversaturated in this generation. Mm-hmm. I okay, so I want to I want to um, contest that slightly. Xerneas and Veltal are very good. 
Um, I like that this gen kind of pared it back down. Gen Gen five didn't really go like bananas with them, but it's definitely they've. I, I think they realized they were a little bit too much in Sinnoh. Um, I like Xerneas and Novatel. They're really good. Uh, Diancy is cool. Hoopa is all right. I think Volcanion's a bit dopey, but it has that fire-water typing going for it, so it's at least got, like, quirk value. Um, Matt will notice I have not mentioned Zygarde yet. It's because <laughs> I don't like it. It's dumb, and it should feel bad. It baited us into thinking it was way more important than it was, and there was, like, a third Pokemon Z coming out, and it just didn't happen. And Pokemon instead we got, like, a weird Doberman and a Mega Man Battle Network character. Okay, so what happened with Zygarde is I feel Zygarde was supposed to be... I feel like Pokemon Z was supposed to happen. Yeah, it straight up feels like it was planned and then just got cancelled, and Zygarde was left without any form of... Yeah, and then Zygarde was just kind of like whatsoever. stuffed into uh, Sun and Moon. Uh, you know what's weird, though? I actually... Okay, when when I played Ruby, you know, like to me... Um, what, what was it? What was the Snake Pokemon? Uh like Rikaza yeah. felt like such a special thing, but for some reason, like I have a feeling, had I, had I gone through, um, what's what's their change of that game, uh, Emerald, Emerald, right? I feel like with Emerald, they almost become less. So I, special. I Does that make sense? <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that. See, I think okay. the cool thing about Ruby and Sapphire was that it set up Rikaza as like a thing. Yeah. Mm. Um, so this game doesn't was, do that. It okay, was the yeah, first yeah. one to really like do that. Like so, so Ruby and Sapphire. I think this is why I don't like Generation Six as much as I would have. Uh, it's mm. one of my lower games. We'll, we'll get to that part. But I feel like it kind of. Um, I think I mentioned before. Pokemon has a problem where the first new game on a platform tends to be like a beta test for the other ones. Yeah. I mean, um, XY really has that going on for it. X and Y um, are robbed of Z. I yeah. think if Z if Z had come I, I out, think if there was, I think if there was a definitive X and Y in the form of Z, it would have been really good. Um, because Zygarde, okay, so like Ruby and Sapphire had Rayquaza there as like it existed, and people knew there were three versions, so they figured there might be one exploring that. Same with um, Diamond Pearl Platinum, Diamond Pearl Platinum with Giratina, and even X and Y with. Um, Kieran had like you mean black and white yeah 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 sorry um so with 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 such like a strong pattern established because the word is usually three is a pattern um yeah. people expected a pokemon z and then we just did not get it and like the anime has a pokemon z yeah which is what like because even the anime made such a big deal out of zygarde because like there's this weird doberman form and then it's like full ultra I, I will form. i will I will defend Which the Doberman like, form. It's like it's not bad, but it doesn't have any purpose. Okay, yeah. I, so I, Zygarde mm-hmm. is basically just Cell from Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Um, like just straight up, and I, I actually like the I actually like the complete form myself. I don't like the fifty percent form. I, I like the fifty percent form the most of the bunch. Okay, I'm sorry. I've just while you guys have been talking about this, I've now kind of want to get into Pokemon Z just for a second. I, I feel like what Pokemon kind of realizes when it comes to sales, there's a lot less people willing to get the second installment of the game, right? 
So in in well, all cases, when you make Pokemon Black and White too bad. Uh, <laughs> well, no, no, no. Well, you say that, but like Pokemon Black and White Two was actually different, right? Than I would say Platinum or Emerald. Yeah. Which, which like when we go back, we're like, oh, those were so much better games, right? But I think what ends up happening is a lot of people when they saw saw that pattern, they're like, well, why don't I just wait till till that version of the game yeah. comes out, right? Or no, Ultra Sun and Ultra that. Moon. I saw those. I'm like, there's really no reason to get those if I have the first version of that game. Ultra um, Sun and Ultra Moon are also like a weird case because that was utterly justified in reverse. Um, if you played Sun and Moon, there's very little reason to play Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. I, I guess, I guess, I think they like. For instance, now they have the expansions, and yeah. I'm having more and more mixed feelings about those. But the, it is, it's more likely people are going to buy that than a full game. We can, we can we can get into it a little more. Um, when we actually get to Sword and Shield. Mm -hmm. It is bewildering to me that there is so much backlash over the expansions. It is, because you can just not get them. I don't understand why people would rather pay $50 to buy the same game again and also have to re-clear the game than to pay $40 for just a continuation to what you're doing. Yeah. Especially when, like, the expansions are all new content. I mean, you can, you I, can argue they're not by, like, they're increasing the Pokedex count, so that's not new, new content, but it is new stuff. But, like, if you look at all the actual new stuff in, say, Platinum, even Platinum's a good one compared to Diamond and Pearl, it's, like, maybe Well, Platinum's a great example because the they made that game way better. You yeah. know what I mean? No, it, no, and, but it, even then, though, like, I would, I would say maybe 15% of that game is actually brand new. That's true. So, like, if, if you're looking at, like cost and that's what people always like come back to they're like oh we already paid this for the game i'm like yeah but like you'd rather buy a whole new game <laughs> with minimal new stuff i i do not understand pokemon fans as, i think as expansions make pokemon way more fan, sense I, don't grasp <laughs> it. Um, I was kind of um, surprised if i'm honest we're actually talking about expansions that x and y didn't do that yeah um, because, okay, so, like, we, we talked in Diamond and Pearl and Black and White, I believe, about how the whole mystery gift function uh, kind of tanks replay value. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because yeah. it feels like you're now locked out of parts of the game that you could have had. Um, the DS, or the 3DS, I should say, opened up actual, like, DLC as a thing, as, like, a like a real first from Nintendo. I mean, the mm -hmm. Wii still had it, but as far as handhelds go... Um, I'm really surprised that A, mystery gifts weren't like free DLC that you could then buy later as a thing. Uh, Matt Matt's played Fire Emblem Awakening, I assume. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. Uh, when Fire Emblem Awakening came out, there were two DLC chapters at launch. Uh, if you got the game early enough, you got them completely free. But if you got the game like, I don't know, two months or whatever the grace period was, you had to pay like $5 each for them. I'm I'm utterly shocked they never did that with Mystery Gift because it feels like such a gimme. Yeah, no, like, I agree. Like if you could have been like, here's your say say you're playing X and Y and there's an event going on for the other version legendary, and the distribution is like, I don't know, two months after the game comes out, and they go, Hey, if you have X you can have Ivatal. If you have Y you can have Xerneas. And if you don't miss that window, or if you do miss that window, give us three dollars yeah and then it's just on your console forever and you can just play the game i think it's a missed opportunity 
so now that DLC is finally here, I don't understand why everyone's knocking it so much. <laughs> because when I, they announced X and Y for 3DS, I was like, finally, they can fix this. Um, I think we'll get into that when we revisit Sword and yeah. Shield. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Um, Man, that revisit, I'm actually so excited for that revisit. Yeah, same. Anyway. <laughs> we, we, I don't think we go an episode without being like, and anyway, something that grinds my gears about Sword I, I and Shield. Was something, I figured it was something we could talk about more when it got to Sword and Shield, but I didn't want to plant those seeds because yeah. I think it was one of the biggest things I didn't like about this generation. Because they had I, that chance to like really do it, and then they mm, just and didn't. Then they did it. Yeah, yeah, no, I can understand that. Now, something positive about this generation, I think, is let's talk about the starters. Do you say that? Because to me, I think some of the generations around us have better starters. Um, <laughs> I think this is actually one of like the weakest bunch of starters for me. Not the first. I, I think. I think pretty much Pokemon always nails the the first, like the beginning so, evolution. Greninja but is, it's the, later. is one of the yeah. coolest water starters they've ever made. Actually, no. Okay, you know what? Scratch everything else I said. Greninja is really, really cool. The other one, final forms, though. <laughs> I actually really okay. like. I actually I like, really like Delphox. I, I knew you were going to say that because <laughs> Chestnut is bad. <laughs> okay, no, no. Okay, okay. So, th- so conspiracy theory I have about Chestnut. Okay, I think they did a programming glitch, <laughs> and they made his shiny version the normal version. Because if you look at him in his shiny version, he has the Wait color motifs of the of the two pre-evolutions. Yeah, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. It's it's so weird. It's just like, am I the only one seeing this? Did <laughs> was I was I was actually talking about this with a friend the other night, uh, a friend of mine and Matt's. We were talking about, and they asked what my favorite like starters were. And I think I'm actually contradicting an earlier episode when I say that overall, if I had to pick one set of three, you know, this is probably the strongest. Um, I don't remember if that's consistent with what I said before, but like X and Y, I like Greninja. I like Delphox. Chestnut is such like, man, I had such high hopes for you. Like they revealed the three starters and I was like, these two are cute, but Chespin is my friend. No, Chespin, <laughs> once again, the first, like, Chespin, you start with Chespin, just don't evolve him. Everstone, that... I like, <laughs> no, I like, I like Coden. He's like... Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm playing, so... He's very rare. For this, for this episode, I've played a little bit, like, I've re, I started replaying X and Y, um, and I, I've been playing with Coden, and I'm literally... It's actually a lot of fun, because it's... If you ever want to beat Pokemon, but, like, be able to, like, leave your DS for minutes at a time, I have a rollout as a move. <laughs> so I click the button, and I'll come back in, like, five minutes once I beat the trainer. That's, um, that's completely fair. Uh, but, you know, I actually... I did the weird thing where I didn't double-check. I kind of chose Chespin, because Chespin, I think, looks the best as a starter. Or it's one of the best, shall we say. And, yeah, no, it just... It feels like it gets wilder. I, I I, like- if they're going to go... I love mm-hmm. Chespin. I like Quilladin. I hate Chestnut. So, like, I, it, it, it pushes all my buttons. It's grass fighting. It should be cool. I'm like, yeah, that's that's cool. It's it's a chestnut pun. It's it's like it has everything going for it, but it just really just drops it. Okay, here's here's my proposition for better Chestnut. It's literally just Chespin in a mech. Okay, like I want I, Chespin I be, to reappear. Um, <laughs> now, something about these starters that. I kind of want to address 
I wish they would just make the hidden abilities of starters just their abilities. Their actual abilities would be nice instead of giving us overgrow for the seventh generation. Yeah, because yeah. like they have they have cool abilities like Chestnut has bulletproof, um, which like makes them immune to various different bullet and bomb type abilities, which is it's cool. It fits their like aesthetic of being this like I will say um as cool as an idea as that is it turns the starter for X and Y into absolutely no contest. It's I mean, it already time. is. Like, Greninja's <laughs> already just stupid good. It's supposed to be special, yeah. It's, um, it's, it's even more froky yeah. than, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe don't give Protean to Greninja. <laughs> like, you know, that that didn't have to happen. <laughs> so we should, for, we should clarify anyone, what Protean yeah. is, yeah. So Protean is the most overpowered special ability in the game. By a country mile. Um, it's so much. It's okay. So Greninja, for those who don't know, is a frog ninja uh, who uses his tongue as a scarf. It's very good. It's it's a really, really good design. It's hidden abilities protean. Before the Pokemon uses a move, it becomes a pure Pokemon of that type. Which basically means he has permanent uh, same type attack bonus. Yeah. And can just hard counter any Pokemon in the game. <laughs> because he just switches to the type that they that they suck against. And he is now super effective against them. Yeah. And he has 122 speed. So good luck trying so, to so do for this those, faster for than him. at home. Every single move it uses is automatically 50% stronger than it would have been. Automatically. And it gets to shuffle its type around so it can play with weaknesses and strengths too. Yeah, and again, it has 122 speed. It's ridiculous. So it is going to switch its type before you can punish it. Yeah. It's it's so stupid. Uh, I love the design. I love Greninja, but oh my god! And like, we're not even getting into the part. We'll we'll come back in Sun and Moon when we talk about Ash's Greninja. It also has a really baller shiny. It does, yeah. Now the one, Ooh. the other thing I will critique about the Starters generation is they don't have Mega Evolutions. Could you imagine? Imagine just just play with me in this space to steal a McElroy bit. Could you imagine Mega Greninja? I can't. It's called Ash's Greninja. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like an honest to God, Mega Greninja in the thing. That'd be nuts. I would stop playing. Like that would Again, be it's, it. it's called Ash's Greninja. It's <laughs> Ash's Greninja. Oh, that's interesting. I went to I went to like look up what uh, what attacks it has because it has a really wide move set too. So it can basically be any type at once. Uh, it's still unavailable in Gen Eight. It is not. It has not made the boat. Uh, um, I mean, yeah, I think that's that's good for uh, Greninja, and <laughs> we can probably. I mean, there, there's your take on the starters. I mean, it, it's definitely. I don't mind starters being overpowered. Um, it's it's I weird because they usually aren't. If anything, they're usually like mm. underwhelming. There might be like one standout one per uh, thing. I nearly called them expansions. Um, <laughs> like Blaziken is super, super duper strong. Infernape was really good. Um, 
superior. Do you think they ever think about that? Like I, don't, I think they do more I now. I don't probably. think they do it. I don't think they did it consciously to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they definitely do a little bit more of it now. Um, um, so something we should also address is what what mega evolutions do people like? Oh, you're opening Ooh. a can of worms. Because um, there are some. I'm gonna so, look up. Okay, hold on, hold on. Are we talking about Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire separately? Yes. Are we talking about their Megas separately? Yes. Okay. I'm going to have to look at exactly it's going to be a big list. Here, I can. I can right, that's fair. I just wanted to confirm which ones were. Yeah, um, way down separate. the line, but yes. Uh, my favorite's not there. It's not one of the. Um, what is this Mega Alakazam? That is Mega wild. Mega Alakazam is cool. I like Mega Alakazam. What is Gyarados? Gyarados is oh, also like, cool. Yeah, I, I don't like how they split Charizard into good and objectively amazing. <laughs> uh, which which is which? <laughs> uh, y is good and X is objectively amazing. Yeah. Mega Houndoom is also very but good. But it's 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 kind of like what the third evolution should be anyway. <laughs> yeah. The one mega that always cracks me right the, like up is Manectric. It went from like this cool like lightning dog to just a <laughs> rhombus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of the some of the megas are Blaziken's pretty cool. Mew- cool, yeah. Mewtwo Y I actually really like. I don't know. It, it just seems like a sinister yeah. Mew. Mewtwo Y has really kind of got that like Akira like psychic child mm, yes, thing to it. Yes. Yeah. Ampharos, we always called him Amphabio because of the hair. I love it. I love it. Um, These are great. These yeah. are just great. Like, it's tough because like I like that they're unique, but there's I'm another part of me that's remember, like. I'm trying to think of which singer. Mega Tyranitar reminds me of I, 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 the one thing I'm sad about is Mega Venusaur. Yeah. Okay. So Mega Venusaur is good, but for the wrong reasons. Um, thick Fat is a special ability on a Grass type is super cool because it blows two of its weaknesses right away. Yeah. Um, but it's still Venusaur, unfortunately. Yeah. Like Me- Mega Venusaur. <laughs> Mega Venusaur is just. It's just Venusaur with a slightly bigger flower, like and like I rather the regular one on its forehead. Right. Meanwhile, Mega Blastoise is just like, what if I had big gun? <laughs> I, I like Mega Blastoise a lot, actually. It's yeah. so simple but so good. I think Mega Blastoise, Mega Blastoise is cool because and then it's one of the Mega Charizard, that has Charizard like, continues to just get all the yeah. the Charizard love just really gets apparent. Charizard is the blue eyes white dragon. Yeah, it's the two <laughs> Mega Evolutions for some reason. I'm waiting I, for the three-headed Charizard. I, need, I, I was gonna say I need a I need a like Charizard Ultimate Dragon where it's just Charizard with Charizard X and Charizard Y. Mega um, Pinsir is pretty wild I'm, too because it's huge just, on Mega Gardevoir. It's just like it now I love has Mega a, Gardevoir. Mega Gardevoir. But that's has next a, episode. Oh, I, I I don't know. I guess it's just my taste in. That's uh, next episode, Matt. Spoilers. <laughs> Mega Gengar is fun because if you have a shiny one, it's just a tooth. It's just a big tooth. Wait, is it next episode? Yeah, Mega Gardevoir is next. Oh, no, it's not. No, I'm no. crazy. Sorry, I'm thinking of um, Mega, Mega Gallade. Gallade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mega Gardevoir. Uh... Sir, we're not going to revisit Alpha Omega 
uh, wait, Sapphire Ruby for a while. So yeah, just, just a heads there. up. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mega, yeah. Oh, I talked. I talked about Mega Garchomp very briefly earlier. Just give me just two seconds. Mega Garchomp. Uh, Mega Ooh. Agron is really cool. I really like that. Is it is it wild though that like this is the first time I think we've just looked at a bunch of designs and we're like all these designs are awesome pretty much like yeah, for the, the most only part. One, uh, the only ones I don't I'm not huge on I'm not huge on Mega Aerodactyl. It's just like Aerodactyl with like a goat. <laughs> yeah, that one's bad. I'm not yeah. gonna like it. I'll, I'll defend Mega Aerodactyl. Um, uh, Mega Caesar has gone from like I think objectively the funniest Mega is just Kangaskhan because it's not different. It just has a bigger child. And child <laughs> Dude, I love it. Parental bond as a special. Parental bond. We should we should the... clarify we should clarify in a moment um, why Mega Kangaskhan is so stupid. Uh, so, uh, I want I want to talk about Garchomp though. Okay. So so Garchomp is a Gen Four Pokemon. It's a literal land shark, dragon ground. Uh, if you can hit it with an ice attack before it hits you, it crumples like tissue. But you probably won't because it's super fast. Um, just to let me, let me just grab base stats. So, as, as far as like base stats go, 100 is considered like incredibly high. Mm-hmm. Uh, 120 ish is considered like like strong, strong, like top like five percent of Pokemon. Um, normal Garchomp has 130 base attack. It's one of the highest in the game, and 102 base speed, which is also absurd. Um, Mega Garchomp has 170 base attack, <laughs> but 92 speed, um, which leads to the interesting like edge case <laughs> where Mega Garchomp actually gets nothing out of its transformation. Because it slows down. <laughs> it's like, what are you going to do? Kill me in one shot harder? Like it's it's just slower to no real tangible benefit in most cases. <laughs> it's a little bit bulkier, so there's reasons to run it there, but it's incredibly funnier that they were like, Oh, we gotta nerf it somehow. Let's make it slower. And like speed was Garchomp's like big thing. So Mega Garchomp is like contentious in being like worse in several ways. Yeah. So on the topic of uh Mega Kangaskan it gets the unique ability parental bond uh game text parent and child each attacks yeah it makes your opponent rage disconnect the game yeah it makes it's so really weird that they hard coded it like that every, every move uh, <laughs> used by the pokemon will hit twice the damage inflicted by the second attack is reduced to 25% that's still insane wait like, is that hold on is that part that's new. That's new. That's only in Gen 7. Oh, no. It used to hit for full nerf. strength. It got nerfed. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it got nerfed. That's incredibly funny. It, it's extra funny because the nerf did, it, it, the nerf wasn't the problem. It was the two-part thing. Yeah. Oh, man. So, so uh. the reason why parental bond is, like, particularly ridiculous is Gen 6 also introduced the move called Power Up Punch? Uh, which is oh, yeah. just a normal oh, no. fighting type move. It hits for like, I want to say it's like base 90 or base 80, which is like pretty strong as far as attacks go. Where is it? Hold it on. Powers you up though, right? That's I, like I think they've taken it out. <laughs> I can't find it. I don't think it's available in Gen 8 anymore. Just I gotta find it. its older one. Yeah, it was in Gen 6. So it's, it's power yeah. 40, power 40. Oh, it was only 40, okay. 
Um, but it, it boosts your attack by a stage. Yeah. I, I should. So stages are, um, there's six total stages. I think each stage is 30%? Yeah, roughly. Yeah. So um, if you when, you, when you move a status move that does like anything to your stats, um, say Harden, it says its defense increased. But Iron Defense, its defense sharply increased. Um, sharply means it was two stages. So it's the difference between um, Howl from Gen 3, which is like a Puchiana thing. It raises attack one stage, and Sword Stance. Um, so effectively, Power Up Punch was a base 80 move, because it hits twice. Uh, that just gave you Sword Stance for free. So if you did it three times, you were capped on attack. And Kangasaron already has a really high attack. Uh, and then you just got to hit twice with the rest of your moves for the rest <laughs> of everything. And the game was over in like three turns. Man, this is my yeah. kind of Pokemon. Um, I'm kind of happy that I didn't like there's, there's some part of me that really likes that I don't know all these things <laughs> about strategy because it makes the main game way more fun. You Honestly, know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. Because I, I, it, yeah. it makes when I challenge like and I'm having trouble beating it, I can come up with my own strategy to beat it. That's like not the greatest, but I can I can, you know, be clever my own way. If I knew all these things, I'll just like wreck everything. Yeah, that's reasonable. <laughs> it, it also had like completely nonsense coverage as far as move goes. Like Kangaskhan gets Aqua Tail, which like is hit the water with all the different attack. move types. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just has Aqua Tail for some reason. <laughs> I think it's the only not water type that gets it. It's all the sweat, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, okay, we'll, I think we'll we can probably really broken Mega uh, uh, <laughs> Evolutions in when we eventually cover Alpha Sapphire and Omega yeah. Ruby because there's, there's one. Drill. <laughs> <laughs> there's one who stands above them all. <laughs> I was I was about to ask what you meant, but I realized exactly what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we'll move along here um, to our kind of closing remarks, closing credits. The first one is, can you catch them all? And I feel at this point, so th- there's still the national decks at this point, right? Yeah. Uh, yep. Um, so I have a feeling with the kind of newer and better, less clunkier. Um, global trade system introduced. It actually is getting a lot easier. Yes. The one thing that I feel Pokemon Bank in, was also introduced. Yeah, yeah, Pokemon Bank is introduced for sure. So that 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 has a lot to do with it as well. So, the one thing that I feel is gets a lot harder, or has always been very difficult, is like the um, and it, you don't really get this till you get the twentieth anniversary, right? Where they they give you all the you know if you if you go to all the events there's all these special events where you can get Mew and like you know those Pokemon yeah I feel those are the hardest to get uh, when it comes to catching them all yeah so if catching them all has been a goal for you through these games X and Y is where it becomes uh, tenable again just yeah. because mm-hmm. Pokemon Bank is introduced which means that like all the previous generation Pokemon if you have them you're fine. It's just that, that was the new my stuff. exact experience. Yeah, I, I did it in Diamond. Um, yeah, absolutely skipped it in Gen Five, and then just transferred everything to Gen Six, and had like ninety-seven percent of the Pokedex just done. <laughs> yeah, so which is solid. Yeah, so I think it's doable. Yeah. Is back to being doable after that blip in uh, uh, Generation Five. 
I think that's fair. I think it's a very fair statement. And yeah, it's once again those, you know, and that could be a separate thing, but those things we have to get from events, the Pokemon, that's that's where I feel you always have the hardest time with us. Yeah. Yep. So, oh, right. so it, was, it was interesting because I'm, I'm just going to tangent super briefly. So so while it was harder to get event Pokemon, um, I feel like trading was also a lot more... Way easier. I'm, I'm yeah. not even, so I don't I don't mean easier in terms of access. I mean mm. like there was more you could offer people that wasn't just <laughs> traditional stuff. Like you could get say an event Mew for a pavilion no one else could get. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. an extreme case, but there's stuff like that because there are people who like went to all the events and weren't worried about like having their spares. But really I remember I got a. Super-sized I I remember I. I uh, made a lot of bank in this game by breeding starters. Yeah, same. Oh yeah, that that works well. Um, yeah. It also it also because there was so much made as far as accessibility for Pokemon breeding itself. Um, you could offer like IV bred Pokemon very easily for yeah. um, like fairly rare Pokemon. Like if you if you could give them like a perfect Froakie. Like that was literal gold because of how good Greninja was with its hidden ability. Yeah, um, yeah. I bred Pokemon starters and traded them in this game. I got really cool things. Like I got a level one hundred Mew that was hacked. It had Pokerus and like Hyper Beam <laughs> and like yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, it, so, was, it was neat, just that there was kind of more of an economy this time around, and that did help mm. with actually completing the decks. Yeah, I, th- I think it's as the game's gone on, when they, as long as they don't add a ridiculous amount in every game, it becomes easier and easier, I feel. And plus yeah. with the reintroduction of older Pokemon, like this game has a lot of mix with those original Pokemon. Yeah, because a lot uh, of so the quote-unquote nice. new Pokemon in this generation are the Mega Evolutions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and a significant bunch of those are all new things to old Pokemon. Yeah, um, there's not a single new Pokemon that actually has a Mega, and all of the Megas they did give were from generations four and below. There are no Gen fives of Megas. Yeah, hey, I think it's all fair. And then uh, the last thing that we have on our docket today is how are you feeling? And I don't want like an exact number because we'll, yeah, I keep I, I've been flipping well, a we, lot. We've got up too and many down. numbers at this point to give itemized yeah, yeah. lists. So just is it is it ranking higher is it ranking the middle is it ranking lower let's start with you tristan because i believe you said to for you it's a little lower right i'm still putting it low yeah um okay if we're talking about only up to this point it's still pretty high but gen 6 gets like progressively lower in my tiering as more and more games come out since is there um a particular thing that kind of like for you really is the reason why it got lower? Uh, no end game whatsoever that I care about. Mm, the post game. Platinum, Platinum had the battle frontier, which was like cool. I, I like the battle tower, but I don't think be... it's for everyone. Mm-hmm. Right. My my thing is that there was the battle tower anyway, so it wasn't like new stuff. Oh no! no um, sorry. What well, what was I saying? The noble tower. <laughs> yeah, the, the battle maison is like there. Yeah, I like. It's, it's not bad. It's fun as like a side little thing. Um. Gen 4 had the Battle Frontier, which is, like, a good mix of, like, you can casually go through parts of it or you can get, like, super sweaty about it either way. Um, Gen 5 didn't have it up front, but Black and White 2 saved it with the Pokemon World Tournament, which was also, like, a cool, like, post-game thing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Gen 6, I can't rightly blame them because there were so many changes they made to like everything across the board that then making engaging battle content would have been hard. Um, but I really feel like they leaned too hard on competitive being the post-game, and that's just not for everyone. Yeah. Um, I like fair. having like a middle it ground. It has less post-game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. I... I, I... Yeah, that's, there's that's the revolutionary thing you want to say on it, but I feel like that that makes it very clear to me. You're like, this is the one part that you feel it really lacked. Um, Matt, what do you uh, what do you feel? I I rate it higher. Um, my only real miss with this game, as far as I'm concerned, was Team Flare. Yeah, uh, I really liked the uh, region, the new Pokemon. Uh, this is one of the most this is one of my favorite like uh generations for just like how many excellent pokemon it added um mm-hmm. especially compared to something like gen 5 love mega evolutions uh the switch to full 3d was just such it, it was such like a big thing for me that i can overlook mm-hmm. a lot of the weaker things like i do agree there isn't much of an end game but because like online was improved so much i played a lot more pokemon battles with my friends i believe this is the first time we actually so we actually faced each other matt if if i'm not mistaken yeah this may have been the first time i think i'm pretty sure you hated my age of slash i think this is where i use guarantee uh guarantee is that the one I, I, we've only really fought once, and you had a way better like thing than me. But I have this, this yeah. The, uh, the way the my speed. Pokemon battles, my friends tended to go was Aegislash killed half the enemy team, and then <laughs> then Mega Blaziken showed up to just roundhouse. Kick yeah, yeah, everyone. yeah. That, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. <laughs> um, I, I actually, I, I'd actually agree with you. Um, I, I think, I think I'm. I, I kind of feel like it's probably more to the middle than upper middle for me um, because what I'm trying to think is like what what's going to happen when I start comparing these with some of like my nostalgic favorites, which I know are going to be nostalgia favorites or some of the other games. Like what's really interesting about my list is I think there are certain games that are going to be kind of placed unfairly because of when I played them or my initial yeah. reaction, which I'm, which I'm getting on, which is fine, which, which I'll kind of give when I do it. But this one to me, it's biggest push is one. It's the thing that got me back into Pokemon. Like I don't buy mm. sun, right? I don't buy even a switch. I would say if it wasn't for, for this game, getting me back into the game. So I think that's, that's just a really big strength. Um, when I played it, it I did not suffer from um, what I like to call uh, by the numbers Pokemon itis, I guess, um, which Sword and Shield suffers from the most. Uh, <coughs> I'm gonna stop harping on that game, uh, but there is some elements of like very, very kind of by the numbers kind of linear progression. But I think it also what ties everything point being, there's a reason it's not necessarily going to go super, super high up on my list. It's because it's very much a by the numbers, but I feel like it's a culmination of a lot of ideas. Like the, some of the newer ideas that were being introduced with an original, like with essentially the base game, like what is Pokemon? It's like, I'm this has that part. To yeah. It. Mm-hmm. I'm actually surprised because Going back through all these games as we've discussed them, originally I thought uh, X and Y was going to be middle because, like, you know, I have a lot of fondness for it. But actually going back and, like, looking at the Pokemon and the mechanics and everything, 
I'm actually way more positive on this generation. And it's on my it's on the upper part of my list, like full upper part of my list. Yeah, we'll see we'll see where it ends up once once I'm actually forced to make a decision, not yeah. just give an arbitrary thing. Now so, things might change because we have we do have Sun and Moon, which is going to be a very one, interesting episode. That one's so interesting. That one to me feels like the most um you can really go one way or the other than any of the other games because it does a lot of experimental stuff, but I'm sure we'll get into that next time. Tristan, do you have any closing thoughts on this particular uh, generation? Um, not a ton. Or did you say everything? I you should, I should note very briefly. I said there were no gen megas. I meant in the context of this gen, because uh, Aldino mm-hmm. did get one in Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's just for the one person who heard me and like thought Aldino was their favorite, and I was just shading it for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm um, sorry. Our, I'm sorry. Our Odino <laughs> I'm sorry, fan. one Audino fan out there, just making sure you feel heard. Uh, I did not forget them. I promise. Um, Tristan, did you? Uh, sorry, much, yeah, uh, I, got, I got nothing else. Okay, and and Matt, do you have any final thoughts on this? No, generation? I think I think I pretty well covered it there. Okay, um, I'm really excited because I'm I'm starting to to get an appreciation for all the different games. I also feel like as we're dr- going closer to our first list, I'll call it. Um, list episode i i kind of have a plan for that which 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 is good because before i kind of didn't know exactly how i wanted to do it um but i now have a way we'll do it so i think that's really exciting it's going to force it's going to really force us to uh, choose some favorites and choose some not favorites which you know there's part of me that feels like sometimes which ones we we vote the worst could also be almost as interesting or if not more interesting than which ones we choose oh, as the best um, um so that's really exciting i'm uh, i'm still forward. just super excited for us to reach sword and shield again because i know you know robert you and i <laughs> went through that game once but like <sighs> it when we when when we take all the episodes we've done you know what i mean now we have so much more context to like face off against it as opposed to when we when we went to the first one, it's the first game we reviewed, right? It was the first yeah. one we were looking at. We're like, especially because it's novel, we just played it, so we we still had, you know, there's there's a little bit of that, and there's expansions which which were promising. Remember, I think yeah. I just started playing the first expansion, so I said it was pretty promising at the time. So it'll definitely be interesting when we revisit. Anyway, uh, I think that's great. Uh, once again, these shows are getting longer and longer, but I hope you enjoy. Uh, this one, I had a lot of fun uh, for myself, for Matt, from Tristan. I hope you all have a wonderful time and we'll be back uh, most likely in that two week range. So we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. See ya. Yeah.